I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! <laughs> yeah, it's like it, the the thing about I'm glad Jace isn't here, so we can talk about Nickelback. Like the thing about Nickelback, their their demographic, I feel their primary demographic was perhaps lower income white trash. They never gave off that vibe of being like trailer park folk. They always no, struck they're all as yacht like rockers. yes, exactly. Yeah, they're yacht rockers, yeah. and honestly, as their career took its trajectory they would lean into that more and more right yeah, no they became yacht rock exactly 100 percent. they are you, now just yacht rock exactly but, if you go back to their early catalog they are trying to be hard you know <laughs> they yeah, are trying yeah. to be fucking trying for really real. hard to be and hard. then whether it's because of almost exactly <laughs> and then like whether or not you know it had to do with record feedback or them kind of steering into the skid or you know knowing they were a joke or whatever but like the difference between like silver side up with like the eye and it's like crying the mm -hmm, the chrome mm -hmm, tear well in <laughs> yeah. 2001 four years later they're putting out rockstar you know the 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 wealth of difference between oh and then they backtrack right like rock the album the, yeah. the, the rockstar is yeah rock uh at its core but then you go to their, I don't know, their discography, Jeepers Criminus. Well, yeah. you Nickelback. I would be I've, deeply I've shocked if you knew, like, the the overall chronology of it, like, every album. I'm just, I'm looking at it right now. They don't have that many albums, uh, considering how long they've been in the game. Because they, they know. They know, they're like, we don't got to give it to you all the time. We will give you one, and that's just going to have to tide you over. You're gonna be, you're gonna be peace. It's like Charlie Kaufman. You know, he doesn't make a film every year. You know, he puts out one every once in a while, and he's like, "Now you gotta work <laughs> that out, and I'll yeah. come back in eight years, and we'll try this again." <laughs> we'll you try a unicorn. Hello. Yeah, look at the unicorn. <gasps> That's a beautiful unicorn. It's such a good unicorn. That's a beautiful unicorn. Is it for me or is it for you? <laughs> oh, it's for Grandma. Okay. Oh, okay. It's really nice. good. Give me a hug. I love you. Good night. High five. Good job. You're a good artist. This purple makes Daddy's skin look good because he's black. Go upstairs. I love you. <laughs> you shut the door all the way. Why are those lights purple? Because uh, I got brown skin. Hey. And purple and blue hues make him look good. That's a classic um, combination, right? Just ask uh, the director of Moonlight, right? Where that, that yeah, film 100%. is almost exclusively <laughs> lit by like the first person that realized it. Uh, and hey, made a wait movie a that people cared about. <laughs> wait a second, Barry Jenkins just like sat bolt upright in his bed one night. He's like, wait, a, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> hold uh, on, hold on, uh, I have an idea. <laughs> but no, uh, Dark Horse, which came out in two thousand, yeah. 10? It says 2008 to 2010. How does that make any fucking sense? <laughs> An album released over a period of years. Oh, my God. Or maybe, uh, the, uh, maybe the Wikipedia is talking about, like, the development of the sure. album. Sure. Spotify says 08 as the release year. Okay. Um, okay. So, Dark Horse, if you listen to, uh, you know, fucking 
the long road and all the right reasons. It's just fucking yacht rock. Absolutely. And then Dark Horse was them being like, we can be serious. And oh, like, on. we have metal musicians that are in our band. Um, and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. And then I've never listened to anything after that. No, no it starts going. And Feed the Machine. Yeah, they, they put take... out four or three albums since I graduated high school. That's bullshit. Uh, no, do not believe. Uh, but they, they made like a weird pivot later where like they honestly kind of started doing like, you know, that period in time where every band became like a pop top 40 band because that's the only you either they're every every band in you know like the 2010s had to take one road or the other you either became a top 40 pop rock band or a country band and you had to choose those those the only fucking albums that sold anymore in the in the nadir of selling physical cds or even like you know online digital boys nestled firmly in this era when they start talking about dancing like Uma Thurman. And you're like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? Right? And, like, and Maroon 5 is, like, moves like Jagger. Which, like, from, you know, she will be loved to moves like Jagger is an in... In... Pers- like, you cannot imagine the leap between those two. Between, like, it's, it's Diary of Jane. we can be completely honest. Like, honest. Like, truly. It's, like, and it's, it's just, like, the... Maroon 5, which was, you know, Maroon 5 was never, like, the greatest, you know, it was not, we didn't lose some, some brilliant, beautiful, you know, uh, 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 savant, but, like. They're very good, though. They were good at what they did, which was, like, yeah. soft rock in the early 2000s, and then they decided, it's like, we do pop top 40 now, and it was just the worst music you've ever heard in your entire life. Like, but... move, moves like Jagger, again. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? But it, it worked because they landed it did a Super work. Bowl headliner. It was huge. Right? It like, was a huge fucking uh, band. That was a, that awful song was one of the most popular songs in the world for a long time. And then they did the Super Bowl and everyone's like, that's what Adam Levine looks like with like his shirt off. He has like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. White conservative America was like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> excuse me? Uh, uh, he looks like the protagonist like of him. He looks like the protagonist of Prison Break. Uh, like it was like, what are these? What are these? Like fucking. He's he's full body tattoos like that. He looks mobster. like the male version of Jack from Mass Effect. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Mass Effect 2's own Jack, uh, which is like covered in fucking sleeve tattoos and like is so covered in tattoos, you could have her like your character design could be her wearing like three belts that are kind of a bra <laughs> it's and a, like it's a yeah it's a rib cage fucking gun holster yeah minus and you, the and gun you, holster. right it was like a gun hard right a gun hardest that like connected but there were just no guns because she kept yeah. her guns on her like baggy and they pants. very conveniently moved the rings on that actual harness from the fixing points where mm-hmm. they meet each other and to put the, the rings in the middle of the straps to the because nipples. if they left the rings where they make sense on a harness they would have just circled her nipples. <laughs> it would have just been, like, arrows pointing at her. Listen, like, we all prefer Jack's uh, Mass Effect 3 character redesign, right? Okay, we're all we're all on the same page. Oh, my that, God. Like, just step on Jack's, the queen. Jack's Mass Jack's, Effect. Jack's redesign in 3 is so good. Her, ma- her, her, her ME2 
her alt outfit where she gets kind of like a leather vest is I always, as soon as I do the loyalty mission, we switch right over to that. Uh, because yeah. there's a little bit like, oh yeah, this game did come out in 2010. That like preposterous fucking belt situation, gun holster situation she's got going on. Um, I'm glad you went with Jack from Mass Effect. Cause like I was about to, my pull for like a person completely covered in tattoos. There's a character in the live action film, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Starring Leslie Jesus Nielsen. Jesus Christ. No, uh, who I have gets, no idea what the who, reference Who gets a tattoo every time he kills someone. And he's covered it. He's like covered in tattoos. Uh, and that's how he threatens okay. you. He's like, I get the tattoo for every kill. Uh, a film I have not seen in over 20 years. <laughs> so I mean, it's called Mr. Magoo. I don't know if I would admit to watching that. It, I was, it, a, I was a 20 years child. Ago. Yeah, I was, a, I, was, I was a little boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We all yeah, I was watched. Like, I was in a place, all right. We all watched I, I had shit. opinions, but they weren't good yet. I'm sorry. I am enough of a man to look at the things I liked as a child and go, "Yeah, that was stupid as fuck." It's not some holy <laughs> adult. It's not some holy object, you know. Yeah. Uh, see, see your Ghostbusters fans, etc. It's like, no, you liked it as a kid. Please move yeah. on, Masters of the Universe diehards. You know, it's okay. <laughs> you liked it, and Yo, that's Mass fine. Mass Effect 3 Jack is such a better look. It's such a better look with, like, the ponytail and the... The ponytail and the, like, jacket with the studded shoulders. And yeah. The like, if anybody can wear camo pants, and I'm fine with it, Jack and camo fatigues and, like, knee-high boots rules. Yeah. Like, that's no, it's, fine. Yeah, it's, Jack, it's Jack, from, Jack from fucking Mass Effect. And, like, she was also oddly prescient on the the sort of, like, side under, like, sha- lady shave on the sides of her head. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is, yeah, like, yeah. a huge, which is, like, a huge, I guess, like, the Skrillex sort of, sort of deal. Well, uh, but that's remember, a, that's this a big is around fashion, the like. time that Zack Snyder's making his manic pixie dream girl wet dream. Um... Sucker punch. What? Sucker punch. I, I just didn't understand what you said. Why Suckle did you say that? Like it was a surprise that I didn't understand. Sucker punch. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Sucker punch was what, 2011 or 12? I want to say like eight, but I'm probably no. 300 was eight, so sucker punch was like 10 or 11. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna look it up real quick. What's the over under? Uh, I'm saying it's 10 or 11. Sucker punch was 11. Hey, I said 12. So you know, you were right there. And I said eight, but then I was like, no, 300 came out in 2008. Right, right. So Watchmen Sucker Punch is about to come out. Mass Effect 3 comes out in 2010. Mass Effect 3 is 12. Mass Effect 3 is 2012. That's where you got 2012 from. Yeah, that's where I got 12. So yeah, okay. Mass Effect 3 comes out, and it's a year after the Manic Pixie Dream Girl has become mainstream in enough of a way Mm -hmm. that when a when uh, their character that was bald before, which was edgy, <laughs> uh, has grown up, they have her grow up into the other teenage wet dream they had. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I will never um, forgive the creators of Mass Effect for naming the Turians because, like, Turians. it's ob- it's very obviously that they went on a lunch break while trying to come up with it and ate at an Italian place and then were like, <gasps> Centurions. Centurions. But... But we'll just call them oh, Turians. Wow, I never. And then we'll give them all Roman ass names like Garrus Vicarian. Oh my god. And we'll put them on a planet that's Paladin. No, not Paladin. 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 Yeah. Yeah, dude, it fucking sucks. <laughs> when I wow. realized that, I was like, God damn it. I have not made that connection. You hacks in Montreal. You fucking. You goddamn hacks. That's fine. 
There's so much about have, Mass Effect that you have to go like. Romanized as fuck. It's fine. Yeah. I, the, yeah. Honestly, the 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 Turians are the are my one of my favorite oh, yeah. subsects of those games. So like, no, for eh, sure, for sure, for sure. I just wish that they'd been called something else. <laughs> it really is like the 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 Ridge Tridge of uh, Mass Effect indisputable set of aliens you know what i mean not since like star trek the next generation have you had just like yeah this is a great eclectic group of aliens and since mass effect doesn't have to be like guys in prosthetics you can like really vary up you know like the krogans are wild you know like that's a that's a cool the you know you have the the krogans and the turians and the quarians and the the asari and the protheans no misses you hit it good job you know, like, yeah. you, you nailed it. And then you you get to Mass Effect 2, you bring in the Batarians, uh, the Vorcha. Again, all hits. <laughs> Fucking good job. You know? Yeah. Um, that's never going to happen again. You know? What is, who's who's, who's going to be the next people who are like, we can invent, like, eight different races of alien for a video game? Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's fine that they mailed one in. Yeah, it's fine that they're like, I don't know, you need, like, a name for it, you know, and it, like, I don't know, what the fuck, I don't know, we need a name. Um, and it's all silly that they, like, talk English, I'm sure there's, I'm sure if I read the fucking codex in Mass Effect, they'd be like, everyone is implanted with a, a chip thing. Uh, sure, whatever, yeah. man. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah. yeah. I am not bothered <laughs> that everyone speaks English. Here you it go, let me just, uh, further, uh, Counselor Quintius... That's yep. Roman. Sedonis, uh-huh. Sparatus, Vicarian, mm-hmm. Victus, uh, Kendros, Jacobus, mm-hmm. Corvanus, yeah. Corinthus, Fuck Arterius. Nate. Yeah, Saren Arterius, yeah. Yep. Actus, which is just Arctus without the R. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Septimus Oraka. Septimus. That's, uh, where did he get that <sighs> name? Never drew that connection until now and now it's like unbelievable it's fucking it's yeah, the end of usual suspects now. i've sorry. dropped my coffee mug you know because like i i saw that like oh they were looking at a book of like roman history on the fucking wall dog yes the, their planets magna and pharos and invictus and gothus and you're killing me and here Pyrus. you're killing me montreal you're fucking <laughs> and killing Car- and carthin which is carthaginian minus the j Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Uh, Shit, man. Yeah. Shit. You know, I was thinking about this recently uh, because The Expanse is in Media Madness and there's that one lady with the incredible voice. Um, Shoryak Thank you. Uh, who is is a Quarian in Mass Effect uh, 2 and 3. Yes. Um, and again, just like an all-time voice. And I was, I was, I was thinking and I was like, I love that they truly did not give a shit about Quarian accents, even though it is a very small race of people that live on, like, a small fleet of ships. Like, a small fleet of ships is the entire population of that race. And they're like, no, uh, Adam Baldwin, he talks American. Claudia Black, she talks (laughs) British accent. Uh, uh, Agdajlu, uh, the voice actor for Tally, you you have like you know your own like uh, 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 Middle Eastern sort of flavor that you're you're throwing on there, yep. Um, yep. and they just didn't give a fuck. They just nah. did not. They just and I'm not I'm not saying that in a way that's like fuck those guys for not caring. It's like yeah whatever man, yeah they're all space guys and they're in crazy suits. 
I, they don't all need to have one accent, you know? Yeah. 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 It's okay. How much have we have we put up with in fantasy and sci-fi and history that it's like everyone has an English accent? I'm like, why? Why does everyone yeah. have an English accent? Yeah. Why? We're it. okay with that. But like anything else is weird. Uh, no, so I'm all for it. I say go. Can for you it. imagine the uh, level of of busy work that the fucking translator software would have to do to yeah. give every individual person that spoke to you a different sounding voice and accent? No, fuck uh, that. This is me campaigning for a game, an RPG in which you interact with several different alien races and many notable characters, and they are all voice acted by the same fucking by the person. Same person. <laughs> There's something there. Uh, yeah. which kind of has this sort of emblem of, of madness. I like the very rare occasions where that happens, like, in, in movies and things like that. Um, yeah, are you sure. are you at all familiar with Anomalisa, uh, produced by Dan no. Harmon? It is a... It is <laughs> no. a it is a claymation film uh, directed by the aforementioned Charlie Kaufman, um, where the we have our protagonist, played by David Lewis, uh, and and uh, everyone in the entire movie looks exactly the same, and they are all voiced by the same actor, uh, Tom Noonan, uh, you might know as like uh, oh. the uh, 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 Francis Dollarhide in Manhunter. Uh, a bunch of stuff, kind of like an interesting yeah. looking guy. Yeah. And then there is one other, there's one character that he encounters in the movie that has like her own face and voice played by Jennifer Jason Lee. And it's like really effective at like utilizing that. And that's such like a unique yeah, that's tool wild. to throw in there. Uh, worth a watch at any point. I find it existentially fucking terrifying. That is scarier to me than any movie with like a knife is like, Everyone in the world looks and sounds like this. This one guy. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, that's yeah, terrifying. that's terrifying. That's terrifying, especially if I you think like about it in terms of like the failing faculties of the human brain when it gets older. That like, if this mm-hmm. is all a simulation that you're creating, then like as you age, that your computer is able to create less and less convincing simulations. So one day you wake up and just everyone sounds and kind of looks the same, and you're like, oh no. Oh no! Oh fuck! Yeah. Fuck it, dude. This is yeah, a your very processing good powers it just becomes just becomes noise. Yeah, this is a very good short film that you should make. Um, yeah, I won't. I will just put my name in the like thanks section. Yeah, you'll get the, the you'll credits. get the dang you get the dang special thanks. I'll put yeah. it right uh, next to our other uh, great script idea, Crooks and Nannies. Uh, Hell which yes. is Still, still worth movies. still worth banging out a 90 pager and trying to sell that to fucking paramount plus or something you know that's still that's a, set it at christmas you know yes. done done game over yeah um and we can is, say we're on the same network as the halo show exactly or infinite starring mark Wahlberg, or or oh, the jackass shit, films right. um and uh and this is of course advanced media studies podcast where we uh aim to talk about every piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time uh welcome back to our mythic pod quest as we journey through uh apple tv plus's mythic quest i am one of your hosts tv's kevin lanigan uh, but you might also know me as the game developer behind corpse pile (laughs) hell yeah i am the third host but today the second host the daddy host the host with the mostest kids and uh you might know me as a big stupid bitch (laughs) (laughs) and i might i might just know that 
It's one of my favorite fucking... I don't know why. It's just the way Ian delivers it. He's just toxic masculinity my ass, you big stupid bitch. <laughs> stupid bitch. Um, yeah, That's absolutely. Great. Absolutely. 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 Uh, uh, so let's let's uh let's touch in on media madness. Now by the time this episode comes out, you know, a week from our recording it, it'll be grossly out of date. Uh, but let's, you know, it's like a fossil record, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, We're doing it for the Grand Archive. We're doing it for posterity, you know? Exactly. If you listen to, you know, what, you listen to every podcast the day it comes out? You know, you never go back to the back catalog? Uh, no, uh, I, I am a back catalog liver. Love which I wish I could do catalog. in games. But I just buy a new one and move on. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. You're like, mm, damn, I'm in the middle of this game and, uh, oh, I am allowed to... And then Elden Ring. Yeah, I was about to say, Elden Ring unlocks in three hours, <laughs> you know, from, yeah. from our recording. Uh, there's a countdown on the main screen of my PS4 telling me when Elden Ring will <laughs> unlock on my PS4. Um, and it's exciting times, exciting times. Uh, so let's let's touch in. Uh, we get to talk about essentially the entire quarterfinals because uh, we're recording this kind of late in the week. So exciting yeah. times. First match of the quarterfinals. Do you have a sheet that you're looking at? Uh, I have just the... Remember? I have the poll results bookmarked on Twitter.com. Um, and there is also the challenge bracket um, that I could um, send you if you want to follow along. So, oh, sorry, just uh, just illustrate them to me. Let me know. Yeah, and I'll, great. We can, yeah, yeah. So first match of uh, the quarterfinals, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy versus House of X and Powers of 10, 47 votes cast uh hitchhikers walks away with this one 57.4 um Pretty i did close. try i did try to rally x twitter did not work that dog yeah. <laughs> don't hunt that did not go that dog don't hunt damn that dog don't hunt uh which is oh, fine i love hitchhikers later. Yeah, exactly. And, and I will have a uh, fan base much to I my have, fucking surprise. <laughs> I know. Uh I was, was like uh, what out the loud fuck? like out loud yeah. i was like what the fuck happened it was my one day like in the office at work and i just like look at a twitter notification on my phone that says what the fuck <laughs> i was so, so confused fun. we'll get there everybody just we'll get there along. we'll get That's there fine. uh next match books versus video games classic foes uh this one the broken <laughs> earth trilogy versus psychonauts um broken earth kind of easily walked away with this one not a uh, uh, 56.3 of the vote um which like what that tells me honestly we don't have a lot of gamers in our audience yeah it also kind of tells me that we have people that might just be more interested in talking about something that has been talked about more if that sure. sounds if that makes sense like broken earth is kind of a big deal right and kid jemison is kind of a big deal kind of a big and i think deal. psychonauts is a big deal but it's also a game that gets slept on a lot because it's not a mm -hmm. video game the way that like call of duty is <laughs> sure, so when you're sure. like want to play this game where you play rasputin a kid that goes into brains and tries to solve people's mental illness which like people are like what sick as hell <laughs> Uh, but yeah i understand psychonauts has always been a cult enterprise and yeah, like it precisely. took them 
m- many console generations to get a sequel made. Twelve and, years, and, I think. Yeah, or something twelve years, something like something bananas, and it's like a miracle that like Psychonauts two is as excellent as I've heard it is. Uh, have not have not gotten a chance to get around like, to it. Also, a game um, I downloaded and then six months later uninstalled without starting. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Uh, but you know, it's gonna be on Game Pass forever. So um, that is the good and the bad of Game Pass. There's no urgency. But also, it's like, oh well, well, I, I can still get around to it later. Yeah, um, the nice thing is that there's no urgency when it's owned by uh, Nintendo. Fuck me, right. Xbox. But yeah, Nintendo. when it's not owned by Xbox, the bad thing is that it's very easy to miss when things go away. You're like, yep. yeah, I'll mm-hmm. get to that, and then you go to start it, and it's like, do you own this? And I'm like, what? Whoops, I, I did. What? Oh, not anymore. Hate that hate that feeling very much uh which is why my my crotchety old ass still sticks so closely to ownership of media um (laughs) because i'm uh, i just i don't i I hate it it is what it is um yeah i i don't don't hold people i don't hold it against people that want to own their stuff i just don't and that's (laughs) perfectly fine i do not for for all the multitude of reasons i don't like regret anyone that doesn't collect physical media or like have a huge you know online stock of of things that they own right on various platforms oh the Um, the list the number of games that i own on my xbox is it's fucked up frightening yeah it's fucked up yeah it's frightening we all have that but like because it's digital and it's like hidden in your library Oh, we not everyone. You do. I, I, you have folks who don't know already. I'm a game journalist. I've been writing about games for a decade. So, there are things you must forgive me for. Like, uh, let me... Uh, how do I know? <laughs> pull, pull up the list I can, of I can, unplayed I can, up on my phone. I can see my total owned games on my phone. Here we go. Ready? You want to guess? Do you want to give it a shot to know how many games I have access to? Full video games full games largely mostly 60 dollars, but many 30 20 40 some could, for sale that you could download at any time games that i could download at any time how long Ex- how long has excluding this excluding game pass excluding game pass sure excluding game pass how long has have you been building up this collection i've Perhaps had my xbox number since of years. 2010 12 years of yeah. video games i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw one 132 games. <laughs> oh no. 404 ah! video games. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Right. The list is endless. And this, that's just, you know, 360 yeah. and uh, OG Xbox and Xbox One, right? That's just okay. this ecosystem. My Steam library, we're on, we're all, we're both um, on PC right now. Ye, we can, yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about, my Steam library? let's talk about any of our Steam libraries. Two can play this particular game. Yeah, right. Um, Is there a way to see, I have 63 in my Steam library. I don't know uh, where to see that all, I think you also, in 2020, bought that, like, bundle of games for, for, uh, Justice. Remember that thing they did after yeah. George Floyd? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I bought an Itch.io bundle of games for like 50 bucks yep. that includes 1400 fucking games yeah um so, you know. hum- humble bundle was kind of like it's kind of a that that fucks your numbers up big time you know like a humble bundle or something <laughs> especially like if that. you have the monthly subscription the humble bundle because it's like <laughs> every month here's 10 more games and it's like um what 
That's I'm, fucked up. I didn't play one of last month's games. I know people yeah. that got Humble Bundle subscriptions and then like three months in were like, stop, you're making me feel like a worse person every <laughs> month. Damn. Um, if I got the 1400, I didn't, um, like allocate it to my account. So I'm kind of just, I'm kind of just eyeballing it here. Uh, oh, they're all itch.io games too. So like, uh, well that explains, yeah, I probably have it, but like, I, I don't own, I, I don't, I don't look up itch.io. Yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, yeah I did exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, we're looking at over 150 games in my particular, my own particular, uh, Steam library. So, so, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, it's like, me. yeah, uh, and it's like, oh, what, I just kind of played the same few games over and over again? Interesting. Bold tactic. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it, see if it see, pays yeah, off. See how that plays out. I have how many uh, unplayed games, and yet I have put uh, 46.9 hours into Wildermyth. Interesting. Bold strategy, Cotton. Are you on I the don't... procedural campaigns now, even? You're not even playing the... Not even. Stuff? No, those 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 five-chapter story, pre-written story campaigns take a long time. Just okay. like, they just physically take a long time, especially if you, like knock out all the infestations on the on the game map and things like yeah, that. Yeah, if you're um, thorough at so I am, 12 hours. So I am late in the fourth. Um, no, late in the third pre-written story campaign. There are five total, and there is now one pre-written legacy character campaign. Uh, so anyway, Wildermyth not running out of content anytime soon. <laughs> Wildermyth, yeah, this, this good bang for this your fucking... <laughs> Buck. that's a great that's a game that just fucking grabbed me and i'm like this is so much of what i like about video games happening yep. in front of me right now uh great game check it out wildermyth only available on pc currently but yes sorry we'll broken earth uh, though broken earth took on psycho yeah broken earth one uh, dominates uh, yeah so it's interesting and i did not do anything to sway that those are both my choices um and Right, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick a horse in that race. You know what yeah, I mean? Not yeah. that my picking a horse is any guarantee of its victory, as we have seen over and over again. Uh, but yeah, just ask uh, me. Yeah, just ask you. And Everything I I've picked um, has been massacred. Yeah. So. Well, you know, some sometimes you you got to get in there and you got to like uh, campaign a little bit. You know, you got to drum up. Yeah, the... yeah, that's true. I tried. I understand. With, uh, you were busy. Yeah, just no. No, low, you were just you were you were fighting you were fucking Sisyphus on low. You know yeah. it was just it's it does not have any. It's got no name cachet, cachet. Right now. exactly. Uh, yeah, like uh, like people. I think comics fans are aware of Rick Remender, but low is like like the tenth most popular Rick Remender comic. Like you just you just didn't yeah. you just didn't yeah. have fun. Um, sure, no, that's you had to lose in battle and you tried and okay. it was not your fault that it did not go. Um. Now, uh, next, next, uh, the battle are by far our most voted on campaign to to date. Um, one hundred and forty five votes cast for what we do in the shadows versus crazy ex girlfriend. Shadows was dominating. This. Shadows was winning sixty four percent. Shadows was winning so handily. I was like, for fuck the yeah, entire I won one. Higher duration, and then, and then. I did get that crisp, sweet RT from Donalyn Champlin, a main cast member on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and the tide done did shift. 
the tide yeah. done did shift. So yeah. that is the power. It went from that like forty-five holds. votes to one hundred and fifty. You know, when you're fucking around with Donna Lynn Champlin, you know, who played Pirelli on Broadway, you know, you just you can't fuck with it. That's her power. That's her strength. Um, and and uh, the, which is a surprise um, because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was losing so solidly. And I think again that show, ha- much like Psychonauts, that show has its fans, but sure. is very much a niche niche property. Sure. Um, whereas what we do in the shadows is, I feel, a bona fide hit uh, for a cable television comedy show. Um, and I would have loved to talk about uh, what we do in the shadows, but I got competitive. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? But what I was can I pulled... say? I gave in to my inner instincts. I wanted to win. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was pulling clips of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It was not affecting... Full musical numbers. It was not affecting anything until the Donalyn Champlin retweet. And that is the power. Uh, and our final matchup, which is still in motion as of now, though by the time you're listening to this, is long since elapsed. One of our most voted on competitions and still our closest... As of right now, with 13 hours left to go, 109 votes cast. John Wick versus The Expanse. Daddy Host, when I tell you that John Wick is ahead by one singular vote, what does that mean to you? <laughs> That's... One vote. Do you want me to uh, bump up this uh, matchup again, or would you rather I... Leave it sit and hope that no one notices. <laughs> what would you rather write? I, have you voted the, from both of your accounts? You the know, biggest, like, the biggest problem I have with this is that like I want the expanse to win the whole thing, I and see. I want John Wick to win. I'm mm. I can't win per se in this but specific you situation. Could I'm win kind of because doomed. John Wick was your your pick you know you would personally share that victory yeah now in the expanse you would get to watch the expanse and talk about the expanse um but john wick was your you your date to the, the party <laughs> and your last your your uh only entrant remaining in this competition yeah you should refresh the results <laughs> i did it says 100 nights twitter takes some time to update sometimes I voted uh, with my Nerdy Bits account because I'm a dirty, mm-hmm. dirty disrag, and no, now it's tied that is, again. <laughs> that is perfect. You motherfucker. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Who wins in this? We, we don't, I don't, we don't have, we don't have plans for a tiebreaker. What happens? How what long happens does this go? Here? How many more hours? Uh, 13 more hours. I'm going to tweet every cast member of The Expanse. Oh, you want the you're okay. You're back in. You're back with in one the account, with horse. one account. In the other account, I'm gonna tweet. I can't tweet Keanu Reeves, right? Like can't tweet Keanu Reeves. Who the fuck Ch- does Chad Stahelski have like a Twitter account? You know? I mean, yeah. Does Lawrence think? Fishburne have a Twitter that he uses? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me yeah. see. Chad Stahelski. Let's see. Yeah, he's got a he's got a Twitter account. Is that but is <laughs> that actually he's got 46 him? Followers. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, that is not. The actual Chad Stahelski has never tweeted. <laughs> Not one time. Uh, doesn't even have an account that's like operated by his management team. So I'm still not refreshing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll trust you that you did that. You nasty, nasty man. Yeah, I try so hard. I understand. Uh, I mean, you're more likely. And, and you know, Matt from Community, mm-hmm. since the Expanse was his pick, he's been going hard today. He really yeah. has. Like he's been he's been drumming it up. 
I don't know. I don't know what happens in a tie. We'll find out, I guess, if that <sighs> if that yeah. ends up happening. I guess. Does, we'll does it go to another vote with less time on the clock? I was wondering if it's like a sudden death, like you have one hour kind of situation. At which point, Matt from Community is gonna jump on that, like fucking, like a like a steak that you throw to the guard dogs when you're doing a heist. You know, he's gonna fucking, <laughs> he's gonna rig that. Yeah. Um, so that could be. Do we flip a coin? I don't know. Do we? What happens? <laughs> I guess we'll find. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's gonna have to happen eventually. I guess so. If we do this enough times, nothing will happen. What? Why would you do that? Because <laughs> I, some people Wait, like to wash the wool bed. Watch the wash the wool bed. Ain't I a stinker? <laughs> hey. Did I do that? <laughs> Did I do that? Did I do that? Oh no! Uh, perfect. <laughs> oh, I have right. made a mistake. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. I told your family I'd protect you, and I haven't. <laughs> he kills in those like six minutes of Dark Knight Rises. Kills. It's Michael Please. fucking Kane. I understand. He He's been bad in films before. No, um, he has. He was in the Oliver Twist movie I watched. That yeah, exactly. I talked about. He's, it's, he's it's, been it's, bad. Um, it's poopy no good. He always, he always shows up for Chris. He always shows up for Chris. Yeah. That's why Chris keeps asking him to show up. <laughs> Goddamn right. And how many more? How many? I mean, I, I don't mean to be morbid. How many more? Do we have in him? Really? Good Lord, you know? I'm sorry, but he's bringing it to the end, is what I'm saying. I hope Nolan. Michael Caine cast as the atom bomb in Oppenheimer. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, is he an Oppenheimer? I don't know. You know? I saw the first picture of our our, our boy Killian Murphy. Yeah, uh, maybe. It's good. It's real good. Looks good. Again, like Chris. Chris can hit. I watched Dunkirk for the first time a couple weeks ago. Solid flick. Good job, Chris. Good job, yeah, team. Yeah, Way to go. Yeah. Way to go, everyone. That Killian, relieves Interstellar Killian's is my last one. also great in that. That's true. Very good. Um, Interstellar is my last one. I got to knock that out at some point. I got to yes. just, like, got to yes. just pop it on. But, I'd like, my TV's not big. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they should. Yeah, no, they I get should. that. I get that. If I were running an IMAX theater, I would re-release every movie about space every single year. Sure. You know what I mean? Gravity should be in IMAX every every year. year. Avatar should be in IMAX every year. Well, it's a it's about to be in IMAX every year, so you'll get exactly. that list. <laughs> even even movies I don't like, like Ad Astra, I'm like that should be in IMAX every <sighs> year. We've had this fight on the podcast. But like it should <laughs> be in IMAX over and over and over again is what I'm trying to express. I want that for Ad Astra, a movie, again, that I don't particularly care for, but it deserves it. Do you know what I mean? We got to get that going. Blade Runner is not set in space, but Blade Runner 2049 should be an IMAX. Dune should be an IMAX every year. Oh, my God. Every year. We're very close to that coming back to HBO Max. And, you know, praise be. Can't wait. I just finished that book. Yeah, yeah, and, and also they're casting uh, Princess uh, Irulan. Forgot the name. Irulan, huh? Irulan, Princess Irulan. I R U L A N. No, it's just because I'm um, saying nonsense. That's basically her name. Um, she is in. I was I was reading between Florence Pugh and uh, ATJ. Anya Taylor Joy again was designed in a fucking lab to play a space princess. She. Sure. I love Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh is from the planet Earth. Florence Pugh was born on Earth. Anya Taylor-Joy was born in a cocoon in the depths of space. 
<laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It. She deserves it. I also, uh, I just read that book. I That character is in the last 10 pages of that book. Yeah. They could get fucking... Just shows should, up at the end. That's they should it. just get a model, you know? Yeah. Like, they, they don't need yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy. speak? Uh, a couple lines. I'm sure they will, like, mess with that. Also, the second half of Dune... Denny Villeneuve, good luck adapting it's the second half wild. of Dune. I walked out I of that theater with a couple people who would not read it. And they were like, that was really good. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, it was kind of weird. And I was like, you haven't yeah. even seen the second half. <laughs> yeah, just wait. Just wait until wait, there's like a four-year-old who talks shit. like an adult. Like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> just, just wait until... Just wait until... Paul has a sister who's like four years old and has to talk like an adult. What are they going to do? Denny, what are you going to do? Your movie ends with a knife fight between Batista and Timothy Chalamet. What are you going to do? <laughs> you think you expect me to believe that Timmy can take up Dave the Animal Batista? <laughs> it's going to be wild. It's going to be it's going to be something magical. It's going to be something. Can't wait. Yeah. Dune part 2, 2023. Why didn't they film those both at the same time? Because they didn't know if it would be successful, and they didn't want to waste a ton of money. And honestly, from a you know from a business standpoint, I understand. And I we don't. got lucky that I, it yeah, it made yeah. money, so we get another one. Yeah, Americans don't like sci-fi. We've had this conversation many times. The fact exactly. that uh, Dune was good enough that they greenlit was... the sequel within the first week of release. Exactly. And we got as we got as lucky as we could have gotten. You know, movies like Dune don't make money, <laughs> so like we did it. Good job, team. Like, take we, just wait a little bit. That's all we gotta do. Not like there's not a ton of movies coming out. Yeah, not not. Be yeah, I'm gonna see Batman tomorrow. <laughs> oh boy, we've had as many Batman in our lifetime as presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> you ever think about that? Really? Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, uh, Affleck, and now Battenson. And I'm not including, that's not even including the animated ones, you know? Um, and then in, in yours and my lifetime, what do you got? You got uh, Clinton? Clinton, got Bush, the, Obama, Trump, Trump, Biden. Biden. So, yeah, one more. And if like. Uh, is one more Batman than president. One more Batman than president. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Huh. Maybe there's something to the fact that uh, rich, entitled white assholes who take their rage out on brown or less disfranchised people. Um Ooh. Don't stick oh, around very here? long. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Batman really just churns through actor. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't imagine uh, it's pop. It could be pot. It could be possible. I, DC's, we don't have to get into this deeply, but I think DC's yes. got a, like, a hysterically bad concept on planning. Because like I we also, had, but we I had don't Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. To... in the MCU for a decade, and there was yeah. no question about it. And also, there, there was you at could certain tell times. they were, no, no, tell no, they were there planning was. on it. No, but like, but Chris Evans um, almost left after Winter Soldier. Like he was almost like, I think uh, yeah. he was, he was going to leave. And then his directorial debut uh, was reviewed terribly and made no money. And he came crawling back. Oh, that's that right. That happened. He almost left. We, we, he, he, uh, he would have come back. Pretty he early. Come, the, the Marvel Maybe Disney paycheck is too game. fucking big. Not if he was suddenly like you know a, a Bradley Cooper auteur director, <laughs> you know. Not if not if he was he was <laughs> play, he wanted to leave. He was trying to leave. Yeah. Well. Um. And that's what I'm saying is like I I don't think 
I, I, I am in the minority in, in these nerd circles. I don't think we need some grand plan. Just make a movie about Aquaman. Just make a movie about Batman. Stop worrying about 10 movies from now. <laughs> sure. You know? Just fucking make the movie. And if it's good, make another one. Yeah. And if and if you make a couple good movies, then great. And cross them over. I don't care. Alien versus <laughs> Predator. You know, it worked. Let's go. <laughs> fuck it. Just fuck it up. Uh, I am in the minority. I was like, no, I don't I don't need there to be like one person in charge of Star Wars. Just make some Star Wars. I don't Just care. make some. Yes, exactly. Just, Just give me oodles. Give me oodles and oodles of, of the, Star Wars. The original and trilogy, which everyone like jerks themselves raw, like talking about the original Star Wars trilogy. There was no plan. <laughs> there's no there's no architect. I guess like George Lucas, but like he he only directed one. You know what I mean? Like he they, there was no grand three arc structure. Also, the you know, one he directed no... is was bad until his wife fucking fixed it. <laughs> exactly. So, like, yeah. why does everyone think there needs to be a plan? The only good Star Wars trilogy didn't have a plan. So, like, it's true. It's so, true. like, maybe it's overrated. <laughs> the only, like, maybe. every movie is pretty good Star Wars trilogy. They didn't have a plan. George Lucas says he did. He didn't. He did not. I want, I want, I would love uh, a Batman to uh, act, oh, sorry, an actor to sign up. For 10 okay. years of Batman. Um, uh-huh. I'd love that ahead of the gate. Just like, I don't care where we go with it. I want to be Batman for a decade. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Um, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've heard, I've heard, I'm starting to hear things that Pattinson might be people's favorite Dark Knight ever, which. Everyone says that mm. every time, though. What? Everyone says that every time. I've been um, alive long Batman enough like to never see got that love. No, he absolutely did. He absolutely did. Not from like you and me, but like there are legions of people who legitimately is like this is the best Batman ever. And I've heard I think it he, said mm, to my face. The, I think he's the best Batman. Christian Bale's always going to be the best Bruce Wayne. I agree. Uh I think Ben Affleck's the best Batman mainly because the cartoon we grew up on made batman big like so big he can't scratch his own back big refrigerator ass looking motherfucker yeah and he's supposed to as duncan idaho says in dune fight like demon uh and like the batman of the snyderverse fights real good um so his so so batman rules his old bruce i don't give a shit um exactly yeah so there you go it happened i i I've been alive long enough to see it with every Batman and every Joker because we've had so many versions of both of those characters yeah, in my sure. fucking lifetime that, like, every single time before the, you know, people are like, oh, best one ever. And then, like, time passes and, and people have very different opinions because, again, there have been more Batman than presidents <laughs> in yours in my lifetime. Yep. And, uh, and it... it like, I've been around. <laughs> I don't know. They, they say it every time. Will I go see Batman? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. just not, I'm not ready to be like, best one ever. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'll be able to tell you tomorrow. Hey, there you go. We'll see. But like, there's also, we'll you know, Honestly. everybody, anybody ever heard of a recency bias? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I hope that like, I can, I can, I can, uh, eschew that. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but I hope that, like, in sitting down to watch that tomorrow, I can be like, all right. Maybe yeah. I should have spent, I... like, the last couple of days watching 
uh, Batman going back from every era. The history it tapes. It would actually that's through. a that's a genuinely probably good idea. I don't. I can't, obviously, I can't do it because I'm screening tomorrow. Pulled a, pull it a fucking really, all nighter. Yeah, uh, it would have been really smart over the last Batman couple of weeks to watch like the bat or Batman. The third, the Tim, the Tim, um, Tim Burton, mm-hmm. Tim Burton one, the first one, and then Michael watched Keats. Joel Schumacher's <laughs> Batman hey. Forever. Hey, uh, I like those movies. And then uh, watched those Batman movies and Robin's fun. George Clooney Clintang. choice. Yeah. Hey, he was good. He's not the issue. He's oh, not the problem. Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. George Clooney could not ever be Batman. He's too soft. He's, he's a great Bruce Wayne. He's a. He's not he's, a fighter. He's not a puncher. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, thank you. That's what I mean. Yeah. He's it he's not a puncher. But also, Bruce. if you and me if you and me remember uh Batman and Robin, spends a lot of time out of that suit. Spends a lot of time out of that. He suit. has a black card. That's also the fucking worst. It's great. I love it. I <laughs> love I am not even a black card, a bat card. No. I am not no no cap. I'm not lying. If you ask me to put on a Batman film, the first one I pick is Adam West Batman, and then after that, it is the Schumacher Batmans. It is Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, in that order. Kev's goaded with the sauce right now. Listen, I I I'm a, <laughs> a I'm a geeked up white boy. What can I say? It those movies appeal to, about what I like about Batman. <laughs> is that he lives in a, a crazy cartoon land full of insane people and and those movies get to the heart of them. They're a yeah, good sure, adaptation sure. of my favorite era of Batman which is like the 1950s where they did not give a shit about <laughs> like seriousness or continuity or any of that. They're sure. like Two-Face has two ladies. They're called Sugar and Spice. Who are they? Where did they come from? Don't I don't care. Who gives don't a, give shit. a shit? Who gives a shit? One of them is Drew Barrymore. Who gives a shit where they came from? It's cool. That's a hey. That's me. Yeah, I mean, I get no that. Shame. I get that. No get shame that. to all my Nolan devotees. I like all three of those movies. They're really good. They're really good. They're really good. Um, and like, I think that there's a way you could attribute the grim dark. This is who Batman is uh, in cinema to Nolan in a way. But cinema, I also think it is that his people fault, kind yes. of came around to the idea that Batman's a horrible person, and that I don't think anyone's told that story well enough yet. People have been. This is all like so many. This, this is Alan Moore's fault, um, and we <laughs> could get into yeah. the, like it was. 1989 was the beginning of the end of what I like about Batman uh, because that is the publishing of the Killing Joke. Um, which is obviously like a legendary comic, one of the biggest selling graphic novels of all time. It also uh, sucks butts, and um, and it and it it changed Batman and the Joker specifically forever um, in a way that I don't personally care for. Sure, I like it when he's a cartoon man who dresses up like a bat. I like when he and listen. I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody anything. But when Paul Dano was like, I lost sleep because I was so intense playing the Riddler, <laughs> a guy whose name is the Riddler, who usually is wearing a suit covered in question marks. I'm like, we've lost the plot a little bit, guys. <laughs> we've sure. maybe we've maybe strayed far from God's light at this point. If the Riddler is so intense. That he's like, oh, it fucked me up, dude. Playing the Riddler, um, that's just that's just me. Yeah, no, that checks. 
I uh, personally am of the opposite. Uh, I love the idea of Batman being so broken he doesn't realize he's the problem. And I love the commentary that he's a rich white dude who could use his resources to help the disenfranchised and instead beats the disenfranchised to a pulp and then puts them in a medical facility that obviously is operating on malpractice and taking advantage of them and putting them back out worse so that well, he I can hit them again. Um, I, I love hate that. that. I love Our that. ideas are not diametrically opposed. I just don't understand why that has to always be like... Burp, 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 burp. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't hate themes. I just like lighten up a little bit, guys. He's wearing little yeah. plastic ears on his head. He's like a cat girl. Like, lighten up. It's fine. Everyone everyone enjoy the batting gentleman. Because, hey, your your side of the argument, you, you all won. This this battle is over. I've lost. Yeah, there's no there's no debate right now. We're living in there's, this world. So There's no debate. We're in your specific flavor world. And good for yeah. you. Enjoy. Yeah. Speaking good of me you. winning something, let's get back to our brackets. Let's get back. Well, the brackets are done. Um, oh, yeah, so that's the, right. That's right. The the uh, still ongoing with the John Wick uh, bracket, um, and we'll we'll have to see how that shakes out. We'll let you know next time on Advanced Media Studies. Uh, let me um, check. Um, let me um, check um, if there's any, any. Now it's 110. Now it's updated. It's 50 50. You goddamn son you of a bitch. You jag. Yeah, I'll <laughs> take it. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, and we'll we're rock and roll. But let's talk about a little mythic quest. I. Hell yeah! Let's talk about Mythic Quest. We just got one on the docket because this is this is kind of a crazy mixed up episode, Caleb. This is this is a crazy I mixed up episode. Fucking love Dark Quiet Death. Oh, it's a brilliant episode. We'll talk about how it's weird in a second. Let's summarize. It's season one, episode five, A Dark Quiet Death, directed by Rob McElhaney, written by Katie McElhaney. In this episode, uh, none of the principal cast members of Mythic Quest appear uh, until the mid-credits uh, sequence, um, uh, because we are uh, journeying back to the 90s, where we follow a game designer named, uh, who we will call Doc, as he meets his goth GF, <laughs> Beans. Beans. And, and they design a sort of creepy... Uh, horror game, and we follow them over the trajectory of both their relationship and the life of that game franchise as it becomes increasingly corporatized and commoditized, and it ultimately tears their relationship um, oh. apart. Uh, it is it is now, I guess, a prerequisite of television seasons that it's like, okay, one episode this season, it's going to be different than all the other episodes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That happens so much nowadays, which I'm not against. Yeah, sure. I, sure. I want to... Uh, honestly, like many things, we can kind of blame this on Damon Lindelof. Um, Lost, uh, I think, really popularized this. And then, obviously, he would carry that over into uh, The Leftovers, into Watchmen. Um, and uh, and it's and it's his fault. And I love him. That beautiful, that beautiful man. Um, and, but this, this is such a, and I love this episode. It's such a bizarre episode to come halfway through the first season of what has up until this point been a very broad comedy because yeah. this episode is like a Sad. 30 minute drama it yeah. is not it's not like the characters are kind of funny but it's not a comedy in the traditional sense it really is like a straightforward drama something they will take in the second season they will take that idea and they will catapult it even further and even sadder and even less funny um 
wild. Wild yeah. to have this episode come along. Yeah, it's wild. I uh, I love this. I mean, so, you know, you're watching the show, and as we've just described, it's, you know, what are, what are we trying to tell in this first season? Where are we going? What's the, what's the goal, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then we get this episode, and, like, my brain immediately jumps into, like, okay, why does this matter, right? Sure. Why are we getting this story? Why is this important? And like again, it's going to be a thing <laughs> and you, I say the entire time. You won't find out in the con- in the context of this episode, right? You have to wait until like the end of the season to find out. Like that was good, but like, why did we watch that? Yeah, right, right. Um, so you know, you've got all of these uh, maybe possible hints, right, to things, and like being a person that. I, I've, I've, I've said this before, I'll say it every episode probably, like having written about games for a long time, watching this process uh, shortened, truncated for an episode to illustrate like how an unsu- or a surprisingly number of studios meet their like demise in a way was mm-hmm. like, oh, damn. They've got to be talking about this. They've got to be showing us this because they're prepping us for something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of start to see wheels come off next episode uh, in ways um, that will continue to play out. But I just fucking love this episode because it's so good at doing the thing where it's here's an entire an entire story that you care about in 40 minutes, 35 minutes. It rules. It fucking rules. John Turturro is in The Batman directed by matt reeves john Turturro. never mind i'm excited now fucking hype let's go <laughs> let's fucking go kev's like actually john Turturro. i don't like that they changed the riddler's given christian name oh, to edward edward nashton instead of edward nigma those cowards <laughs> never um sorry sorry i, was... I mean maybe he goes by edward nigma and changes his he, last name. He better if he if he does. Not... <laughs> Never mind. I'll stop. Also, it's, who gives it's... a fuck about origins, Kev? <laughs> but it's his name. Don't be ashamed. Don't try to serious it up so much that you are like taking your character whose name is Edward Nigma and changing his name because it's not serious enough. Anyway, At least I didn't call him Edward Norton. Antivirus. I the first time I was cro- I was panning over that I was like, did I say Edward Norton? Oh, Edward Nashton. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, fuck yeah! If he was not ca- not played by Edward Norton, if but Paul Dano was cast as Edward Norton, that's a that's a picture uh, I would see. That's that's genius. Two uh, Edward Norton, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I completely interrupted. You. But this is a great episode about. Um, obviously, it is about like the games industry and the commodification of the games industry. But you can take this story and abstract it to any artistic medium to any form of artistic collaboration and it will resonate emotionally even if the details are slight are slightly different right you can see this just as easily being a partnership between uh, comedy writers or television writers oh musician i mean a classic like creative differences story right musicians you could you could see that happening so easily the emotional resonance it's like did you see did you see don't think twice the the uh mike birbiglia film starring gillian jacobs no Mm, Uh, no keegan michael key kate mccucci chris gethard it's about an improv team in new york 
Um, and, and anyone's mileage may vary about how much they specifically identify with that, with that, uh, group, but it is a great portrait of creative partnership and creative differences and dealing with like other people's success when you yourself are not succeeding. You know, it's like, it's, it's emotionally fucking profound whether or not you identify with improv comedy, right? Um, is same same principle translates over here is what I'm uh, trying to say, and and it um, it really like this is a devastating, devastating fucking episode, um, and directed yeah. beautifully by by Rob McElhaney. That's uh, great. Like the, it's, yeah. We we the shot in the fucking like the the offices that are under construction and like they're beneath the scaffolding and they're holding hands and the camera's like going back and we just have this huge wall of like plastic that exists above them is like it's really like yeah it's profound and it's interesting and it's and it's beautiful um on there's this, a lot like, of I, there's a lot of work that they do with faces in this episode too like a lot of um, funny things that exist in the TV and film on you know on screen. A lot of the funny things that we get. Uh, there's a really great um, every frame of painting about uh-huh. how bad American visual comedy got for a while. Oh yeah, um, the the Edgar Wright video, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just becomes like it feels like improv sometimes, and it just does like camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. Um, or not even camera one, camera two, because they'll be on the phone making jokes. So it's just like different settings, cutting back, whatever. It's it's, not great. it's obviously the camera is set up in such a way to not paint a beautiful picture, but to get in the way of the improvised comedy as little as little as possible, exactly. right? And 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 what that great video goes on to then illustrate is like, and Edgar Wright comes in with like, oh, he's actually planned shots, and his movies look good, and they're dynamic, and they cut between <laughs> pre-written, interesting, good jokes that tell yeah. character. It's not just like planting a, a camera and letting two actors improvise, which is fine now and again, you know, like, but yeah. but for so long it was all what American film comedy was. Yeah. Um, yeah. was just like, like the whole, the whole hangover era, like through that run of three films, the right? Apatow era of comedy, really like yeah. the, your 40 got... year old virgins and your knocked ups and your et cetera. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. Zach and Mary's like all that shit. hundred percent. It all feels the same. Um, anyway, the beginning, you know, first four episodes of this show are great. I think um, they are, they don't fall into that trap. I don't think. But also, they're pretty good at um, emphasizing like a person coming to a realization or thinking something or going a place after a conversation by showing how their faces move and allowing the actors to like embody that emotional progression. Mm-hmm. And this episode, because it's such a it's such a far cry from the funny funny of the last four, and it's like focusing on drama. You see that several times in this, <clears throat> excuse me, several times in this episode. And every time on this rewatch, at least, I was like, oh, damn. They left this camera on this person's face for like 10 seconds and let and you just really like, figure out what the fuck they were thinking. They're not editing it to shit, right? They're letting yeah. the actors and the performance shine through and it enhances so the story and at times enhances the the comedy, what comedy there is in this episode. And yeah. on 
the my first blush with this series i was like this is a good episode i am very perplexed by it and now in hindsight in retrospect i'm like no this is at the right point in poppy's arc specifically for us to see this so that then i mean spoilers for anyone who's watching this for the first time it's gonna come back later in a, in a small and interesting way yeah. um that the, the at least the emotion it comes at the right emotional point for us to be seeing this story right. and then later it can be used in a in a big way i maybe would have bumped it like an episode or two later just to like really let us get used to mq before we subvert it but that is sure. that is personal sure. order of edit taste it it's not it's not a deal breaker any anyway. yeah it's not yeah. wrong it's just you would have done it a little differently which like makes total sense it's um, totally fine uh, there, so yeah <clears throat> man i like got the most rash <clears throat> in my throat right now Fucking nasty scars. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the there's a couple of moments specifically, like when at the very end of the episode when they have run into each other again, and you watch uh, Beans just kind of figure out how she's gonna reapproach her her ex, yeah, husband, and she kind of like falters and fucks with her hair because she's nervous, and her face goes from like a smile to like a, oh. To back to like, oh, uh, it's fucking great. It's fucking Kristen great. Kristen Milioti, folks. Kristen Milioti in at, who, who plays Beans in this episode. You might also know her from, I mean, Palm Springs, uh, which was a great movie from from 2020. Uh, you might know her from as the mother on How I Met Your Mother. Um, if, if if she survived that, she she's one of the very few. At, yeah, oh, 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 oh. that moment of recognition. Amazing. She was the mother, and to come in in the ninth season of that television show as the titular mother after all this, and like that season is fucking hot garbage but she really shines in <laughs> it so she bad. really sings it's a bad season i don't get why ever i get why people don't like the finale but it's like what were you expecting after that season you thought it was gonna be good <laughs> you <laughs> thought they were gonna you thought they're gonna stick that landing um and i understand the writers were kind of in a tough spot because they thought they were ending it at eight and then cbs was like psych <laughs> one more and they're like uh we kind of shot the end. Uh, I guess it takes place in two days. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And uh, and 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 she really shines. She manages to walk out of that relatively unscathed, which is that is that is an accomplishment, truly, that she can walk out of that situation and yeah. have as robust of a career as she has had. Uh, mm -hmm. She she started on the HBO Max show last year. She's killing. She she goes. Um, right. And she's a great actor she's mostly known for comedy but she really brings the pathos those little unspoken moments you can read everything into her face and she's she fucking she kills in this episode she's she's absolutely she absolutely kills and you know who else kills fucking jake johnson who i don't know if any of I, us thought he had this in him i can't not I can't watch anything with him in it and not just fucking hear spider-man and i fucking love it my like, favorite spider-man <laughs> jake johnson I can't, can't watch anything with him in it and hear him talk and not just think of spider-man it's sure. great i'm I i'm a little it. more used to him because like i watched you know five seasons of new girl you know like a safety yeah, not sure. guaranteed shit like that so he's a little he's a little more uh worn on me at this point 
And we, I've always known he was fucking hysterical, right? He's so funny on Mythic Quest or in, you know, 21 Jump Street or, like, anywhere he pops up. He's fucking He's the best. He's trying uh, obviously, uh, obviously a hilarious Spider-Man. But I didn't know he had this depth and range to it. This, to me, is, like, as profound as, like, when we started putting Adam Sandler in dramatic roles and we were like, oh, he's good. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, he's good. Punch Drunk like, Love. He's, like, really good. Serious? Oh, or, actually, or, yeah. you know, Jim Carrey Truman Show or whatever. Like, any of those, like, oh, you have, you had this in you? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, okay. Still the only thing I've really seen from him that is playing at this level, but I, he can, I guess Spy- Spider-Man, he does have to do a lot of, like, hey, kid, you know, he has to, he has to do a lot of those. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Also, he's in a couple episodes of Easy, which is that really excellent, in my opinion. I don't know if anybody else liked it. Easy. I liked it. Easy. Uh, it's a show on Netflix. Um, <laughs> he's I'm, in two episodes three years apart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Easy is a show about, like, people all across Chicago who are trying to figure out how to be in fucking relationships. Joe That's Swanberg. It. I should have I should have known Joe Swanberg was behind this. What is Joe um, Swanberg also behind? He does um these very, very low budget uh like Oh it's VHS. hard to describe them. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> but but he uh, and he also does these like drinking buddies and yep. and happy Christmas these like uh, zero budget improvised but not in a funny way kind of dramedies yeah. about just like human life and human relationships i should have i should have known you were dude, behind the dude, unmasking easy, joe easy rules. okay you should watch it and so it's three seasons i think okay. total and they're yeah, like eight 25 episodes, episodes. No, not even yeah yeah so it rules it rules it's a okay. bunch of people they're not like t- telling a, a broad story right mm-hmm. so it like moves between like one episode about this couple and one episode about this person who's trying to deal with like this thing and one episode about these brothers who hate their jobs and want to do something oh. different and are Aya also dealing Cash with like starting families. There. The cast okay. is great. It's got Zazie Beetz. Okay. It's got uh, Jay, not James Mark Franco. Mark Maron, Kate Micucci, yeah. Dave Franco, four episodes across fucking, three years. <laughs> yeah, fucking Aya Cash. Uh, I love her. Uh, Mark Maron, isn't it? Yeah. Okay interesting it's okay. it's very good uh and then you know occasionally you'll see like what mark Marin's episode he's hanging out with his old friend at dinner and they're talking about something and then like two episodes later you're following um a sex worker who goes to like a book reading and ends up sitting next to mark Marin's friend at the book reading and then they end up talking but it's not mm-hmm. like mark Marin's the center of the episode he's in and then you yeah. see this sex worker, and she's the center of the episode she's in. And then you follow Mark Maron's friend in an episode, and she's right. hanging out with the sex worker. And you're like, oh, so it's just like sometimes people cross paths, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you just that... get an episode about a guy, and that, that, that's the only time you ever see him. Um, like gotcha. the third, second or third episode's about a, a, a infidelity and a relationship, and you never see those people again. Mm-hmm. Mark Maron almost... is another guy where you're like... When did he become a like did he dedicated <laughs> dramatic character actor? Sure. But like yeah. 
he's he's at that point or like ray romano had a same thing where you're like i guess i'm i like ray romano dramatic actor now i guess <laughs> yeah i guess that's what i do yeah you know between like the big sick and the irishman and shit like i guess i like ray romano yeah. fucking mark Marin is like you know glow was obviously a big turning point but then he's like yeah i'll be in uh, Joker and Kill, you know, I'll be in fucking Spencer Confidential. I'll be, you know, oh, like, he what is the, in Spencer Confidential. What the fuck happened? Did you like here? Spencer Confidential? I never, I, I, I never, I didn't. <laughs> I <Man>. didn't. <laughs> I saw like him. Why do I feel it. like you're trying really hard not to say you kind of enjoyed it? I did not. I did not even kind of see it. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I sure. not, just kind of zoomed through it. Uh, I did not. Yeah, I barely. I think it was like on in the background. It was noise one day. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I watched a movie and then it auto played as I was like cleaning. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, all right. That was that went on for a while. No offense to uh, the cast and crew of Spencer Confidential. Mark Maron's playing Lex Luthor. In, in DC a Super Pets. animated DC show. <laughs> no, it's a, mo- a film. I'm a, in love with a it. theatrical feature film. Uh, DC Super Pets. He's doing two animations. Back he's got back. a good voice. And the, the other one's got fucking Aquafina, Sam Rockwell, and fucking Zazie Beetz and Craig Robinson in it. What the okay. fuck? And Richard Iodate. Uh, 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 from. Oh, the the bad guys. Uh, I saw a trailer for bad guys yesterday at the yeah, theater, yeah. at the multiplex. That looks fucking, that's all right. That, it looks fine. Hey, if you got kids, they'll probably enjoy it. There's like, hey, you know hey, what I mean? guess what? I like all animated movies. <laughs> no, it's what, I, what, I, what I'm getting at is like, there's way worse shit your kids could try and drag you to. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, when no, I'm like true. grading bad guys, do you know what I mean? Like when it's, when it's bad guys or Paw Patrol, bad guys. Yeah, please. 100%, 100% of the time, please. Yeah. Give it to me. Exactly. Exactly. See, you get it. Because um, you, you have to watch all that stuff, you know? Many times. Often and more times makes, than I would like. Exactly. And it makes you, I think, a better judge of what is a good children's film. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Because you've yeah. seen the bad ones. <laughs> I've seen many, many, and I've seen many bad. <laughs> you've, you've seen the horse shit, so you can be like, no, 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 y'all. Sing 2 is for real. I'm not. You yeah. didn't say that, but... Maybe you think it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've even seen it. But I can no, tell you no. that all the Barbie shows on Netflix fucking suck. Oh, I'm shocked. This is my shocked face. Yeah. But the music yeah. in some of them is actually better than it should be. Not bad. You know, whatever. We're getting that uh, live action Barbie movie this year. And I'm not going to say like. I'm, I'm going to watch it because it's fucking um, Ryan it's, Gosling and, and, and. And Marco Robbie directed Margot by Robbie. Greta Gerwig. <laughs> co-written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm seeing the Barbie movie. That's fucking wild. Here we go. Here we go. Because everybody has to, everybody's got to do your IP movie now, right? Like, it's part of the rules of Hollywood. Even if you're like Greta Gerwig, who has had like, who had the huge indie hit, Lady Bird, had Little Women, which made like $100 million, you know, like a big fucking solid hit. But it's like, you got to do your IP at some point. And she's better suited to Barbie than Star Wars. So sure. All right, fine. Do do Barbie. Fine. Sure. Sure. I trust sure. Greta at this point. <laughs> Let's go. Yep. Yep. I, I'm fascinated by the fact that we're getting a Barbie movie and it sounds good. 
My brain doesn't to deal with that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like, you know, it's no sweat off my back if it isn't. I just... <laughs> If it isn't good, I'm not like putting all my chips on Barbie. Yeah, you're not uh, gonna gonna be your outlook on life isn't gonna be impacted by it. Fuck man, I was really hoping for this one. <laughs> fuck man. Oh, Kate McKinnon is in this. They're starting to add the supporting cast of Barbie because for a while it was just Margot and Ryan, but you got Kate McKinnon, you got okay. America Ferrera, you got Simu Liu, uh, <laughs> Shang Chi. Uh, so they're they're blowing this one out. They're expanding. Why is this movie gonna be fucking awesome? <laughs> yeah, because because you got Greta, Margot Robbie produces interesting things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A doll living in Barbie Land is expelled for not being perfect enough and sets off on an adventure in the real world. Oh, I have action feature film based on the popular line of Barbie toys. So we're looking at kind of an enchanted situation here. Yeah, I'm gonna like this. I think enchanted, good movie. Yeah. All right. Sounds All good. All right. And you have a daughter, so that's bing, bada bing, bada boom. I have a daughter who has a Barbie dream house, so, Ex- you know. Bada bing, you're seeing Barbie. Whether yeah, or not you I'm think it looks Barbie. good, you yeah. are seeing Barbie. What's um, funny is I'll be in a theater full of dads that are like, I can't believe I'm fucking here. And they'll look to me to be like, right, bro? And I'm going to be like, no, I can't like, fucking wait, actually. You're going to give them, like, the big double <laughs> thumbs up. You're going to be, like, wearing a big foam finger that says Barbie. You know, like, yeah. you're fucking, you're hyped. I'm going to come with a Barbie <laughs> tattoo. Like, yeah, it's going to be great. I hope it's one of those that it's, like, the everyone is slowly won over. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. Where, like, people went to see it ironically, and then or, like, oh, my kid's dragging me to this. And then you're like, you know what? Not bad. You know what? It's actually all right. Fucking forty-year-old dad does not care about film, and he's like, "That was not bad, you know." Really, really <laughs> won me over. Really spoke to I'm me. Like, Some dad wait. in the back is sobbing because fuck he's man, always thought man. he was supposed to be perfect his whole life, and this Barbie movie reminded him that it's okay to be imperfect. <laughs> I don't have to be Ken, you know. I don't have to. I can be me, Dad. My name is Dad. <laughs> I grew up thinking that I wanted to be Ken, and when I became him, I. I'm dickless. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's true. This man has no dick. Um, perfect. Uh, uh, this we got so we got We're so fucking far. So How? Awkward. Where the fuck? I don't know. But Thanks it's for a, listening it's a, to us, everyone who listens to us. We we're talking about this beautiful, <laughs> uh, soulful episode of this show, and we're just fucking uh, we're buck wild, we're just off the, off the goddamn chain. Yeah. Uh, you got the fucking guy from the Cosby Show. It's like their. Uh, the the guy who's always giving them feedback from uh what is what do they call him like the ip manager or something like that the brand manager yeah yeah uh from the fucking cosby show and it's just like there's just all these fucking delicate moments and it just resonates with like what uh because you know mythic quest is kind of here or there on like accuracy do you know what i mean it's like yeah we're talking about like ideas from the game industry but we're not trying to tell like the most accurate story in the entire world right because it still has to be a tv show man but this yeah but you would be fucking amazed this hits you You would be fucking amazed how much of this show has struck with me that's true no i mean i'm not saying they are intentionally distant from it but you know like stark realism is not their hit but like you know when does this episode come out in relationship to dead space 3 you know, where, like, the the really stripped-down 
horror game is slowly metamorphosed into like a, an action a, shooter a, a, an action shooter franchise right? right like that is this is the exact trajectory that, that this episode takes and i love that like they have been seeding this for uh, at least a few episodes now with all the roscoe stuff that's been yeah. around you know like i think ian drinks out of a roscoe mug mm-hmm. uh obviously the girl at the streamer convention is dressed as roscoe um like the they've been they've been back feeding this for for so so long that it 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 resonates it feels built in and also something uh rob mcelhaney's facial hair they have used in a very interesting way uh, that like we've they obviously shot things at certain times based upon the stage of his facial hair because when he's pitching Mythic Quest starring himself he has no facial hair and there was in the first or second in the second episode the masked man episode there's that montage of him giving updates on like yeah Facebook and they go Live through like, or whatever a fu man they go through all sorts of different fucking shit and it grows and you're like no, they just actually used beard growth as part. Yeah. like they they built that in to the production, <laughs> and yeah, they had to like so plan these things out like months in advance in terms of right. filming. And that's just like a level of 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 precision and clarity and detail that shows often just like aren't even allowed to attempt um, sure. because of because of production schedules, much less like pull off like this. And I think that's fucking beautiful yeah it's it's uh it's bitching yeah it's bitching it's um, bitching also i love that you they'll they'll back they'll back uh hint at this episode immediately in the next mm-hmm. episode but like then like several times throughout the first season i don't remember in the second season but like the next episode 100% the new testers wearing a, a dark quiet death t-shirt <laughs> and you're sure. like hey I just saw hey, that on a poster. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, the new tester is going to be played by Craig Mazin, the fucking showrunner of Chernobyl. What? <laughs> the test. The other tester is the guy who's running the Last of Us television show, Caleb. Oh my god. And the co-writer of superhero movie, the the uh, superhero parody film starring Drake Bell, is. <laughs> the the other guy is it, it's Craig Mazin. Amazing, I, and I, I just want to know. I, oh god, I want to know how that happened because mm. I don't think he's a writer on the show. So like, what went down there? What's the story? They all fucking know each other, so like they I can't guess. be too far, you know. But like, also, mm-hmm. it's wild to me when you find out who knows who, because like. You'd Order think lane. the comedy folks know the comedy folks, but then no, you get this, right? It, <laughs> fucking he. Oh god. I'm sorry. Okay, can, can, I've been I've been hit by a fucking lightning bolt. Uh, I think I might have been hit by the same one. Go on. The the Borderlands film, a feature film based on the popular video game set in the abandoned fictional planet of Pandora, apparently coming out this year in post production, starring Kate. Blanchett, yeah, directed by Eli Roth, with yeah. Kevin Hart and Jack Black. What is happening? You've never heard of this? What is going on? Dude, Kate Blanchett's playing Lilith. What the? I'm... The siren. Jamie Lee Curtis is playing S- Tannis. Stop. Stop. Yeah. I can yeah. only get yeah. so erect. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, Wait, it's, which one's Tannis? Edgar Ramirez is playing Atlantis. I love him. Uh, Stephen Boyer's in it. Uh, also, uh, Jack Black's playing oh, Claptrap. <laughs> I yeah. mean, sure. Yeah, no, of course. Kevin yeah, Hart's yeah, yeah. playing Big Muscly Roland, which is gonna be strange. Is this a this is a live action feature film? This is live action, my dude. Caleb, yes. what's going on? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I can't wait. Benjamin Byron Davis is in it too, and I can't remember why sure, his name is huh? important to me. Uh, oh, he's Dutch. It. He plays Dutch Vanderland in Red Dead Redemption Two. Hey, I gotta play him, that guy. <laughs> hey, good, good character, good performance. Yeah, it rules. Uh, Here, this movie is gonna be fucking right, wild. Fucking... It's written by Craig Mason, right? Yeah, like, exactly. That's what. That's also, what. That's what. Also, how the fuck did the guy who wrote Hangover Two write yes, Chernobyl? Okay. Here's 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 a fucking filmography for you. You ready for this? First film credit: Rocket Man, the Harlan Williams comedy. Uh, then Scary Movie Three, Scary oh Movie Four, God. Superhero Movie, Hangover Part Two, <sighs> Identity Thief, the Melissa McCarthy vehicle, uh, Hangover Part Three, Huntsman Winter's War, the sequel to the Huntsman. Then, then it gets manages, wild. <laughs> manages to to convince HBO. To, and I assume during all of this, he's also, like, doing script doctor work. You know, a lot of script screenwriters, like, they don't always get credit. He's going in. He's fixing up scripts. Carrie Fisher famously did that. You know, just, like, famous punch-up guy. Yeah. will go in and fix your script. And manages to convince HBO to give him, hey, five episodes. Chernobyl. That's, like, his passion project. He's just pushing and pushing and pushing. Pushes that through. And then it's and then it's off to the fucking races because then he's getting the Last of Us. He's doing apparently Pirates of the Caribbean. We'll see. He's doing Cowboy Ninja Viking, which is the Patton Oswalt comic book. Um, and and he writes one episode of Mythic Quest, but not until the second season after he's been playing this character forever. And in that episode, he plays a different character. He's the, he's the only actor double cast on Mythic Quest. It's amazing. It's amazing. Wild. Wild, Craig Magazine. Anyway, he's about to become a main cast member on Mythic Quest. <laughs> that's the kind of I want that career actually. Yeah. If I could pick a career, yeah. that's I what the I want. One that's like, you know, what, you want to do this? I'll show up for a couple episodes here. I'll write this. I'll do this show. That would be that would be sort of my ideal career, honestly, truly. It's yeah. Like, oh, you're a character actor sometimes. Then you go write a script. <laughs> then you go the fucking Peter Bogdanovich. Where it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna direct a couple of classic films, Mary Sybil Shepherd. I'm gonna go be a recurring character on The Sopranos for four years. I'm gonna be best friends with Thorsten Wells. I'm gonna direct another couple of classic films, just like real quick, just like real quick. Uh, just like that's that's honestly that is the ideal. Yeah, ideal that's career. the life. That's the dream. This is the life. It's my dream. Fucking great. Uh, anything great. else to say about this very good episode of the television show no. Mythic Quest? No. It's great. I think we I think we got it in our classic style. Reviewing it is only uh, talking about whatever the fuck, and uh, that's how we do it around here. And uh, do you like it? Is it? Do you enjoy this? Is this good for you? This is who do we you are hate now. This. This is what we do. <laughs> this is what we do. This is who we are. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing <laughs> this? Uh, we went to two <laughs> different community references, but. Community references all the same because that's that's where our wool was dyed. You know, we know where our bread was buttered. Yeah, we know you're all here because we used to be a community podcast. But thanks for hanging out. Ah <laughs> oh, man, gotta love it. 
Gotta love Absolutely. it. What are we gonna talk about next? I, you you vote. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, fucking the expanse. It's gotta be the expanse, please. Uh, that's what you're pushing. It is. So you're pushing. We'll see. Pushing P. We'll fucking. See. I don't even know what that means. No idea. I'm, uh, I turned to thirty, Percocet? and all of my give a shit is gone. Perks. I was wow, for a minute. The... I was like, I'm gonna keep up. I'm gonna be the dad that knows what his kids are saying. And then I turned 30. My daughter didn't even turn five. And I went, You're done. actually, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know any words anymore. No. What are they? What are What are any of the words? Lean. What is it? Uh, yeah, let me, uh, uh, live update. Vote tally. 112 votes. Still tied. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the assholes? I love it so you. much. <laughs> you are. You are no, the assholes. No, two more people voted, my friend. Two more people and, voted since me. And one voted for each. But you tied it in the first place. It wouldn't be tied if you didn't tie it. You did this. I mean... I mean, you're allowed to do whatever you want. It's your vote. I, I it's think a democracy. you should get the fuck over it. This is, a, <laughs> this is not a democracy. It's a cheer-tatorship. All right. Bring it on. That works. Bring it on with Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that an actual line? Yeah, cheer-tatorship. Oh, my God. Caleb, good film. I don't know if I needed to know that. Yeah, I love that movie. Caleb, but... good film. Eliza Dushku. Dushku. Gabriel Union. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The leader of the Clovers. Yes, the Clovers. Thank you. I didn't know you were uh, as into the hit uh, American film Bring It On. That's weird. <laughs> Next year on uh, from the director of Ant-Man. Uh, bring it on. And uh, next year on a, for the bracket, we're going to do the Bring It On franchise. All six oh, films. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> uh, isn't one of them got fucking Hayden Panettiere in it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And she I crumps say, in front of a black man to impress him? I, I want to say Bring It On All or Nothing. I want to say. Mm, all right, bring I don't want to say. On <laughs> franchise. No, we're, gonna, oh, we're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring It On film series on Wikipedia. Uh, if any audience members want to get out now, you know, I, <laughs> I understand. Um, yeah, I get right. it. I get it. So in the, in the year of our Lord, 2000, popular. <laughs> 2000, you know, the dawn of a new millennium, a post-matrix world, bring it on. Then, bring it on again. And it's one of those film series where it's like, we're not keeping any of the original actors or characters, right? It is, yeah. it is a in-name only film series, which is fine. I think we should do more of that. Then bring it on all or nothing. Then it becomes a machine. We go from 2004, 2006, 2007. Bring it on in it to win it. Which one is Hayden Panettiere in, though? That's what we got to... That's what our sleuths... Uh, she is in bring it on all or nothing. Okay. Was I right about that? What did I say you said, she was in? You said that, I think. Okay, great. I <laughs> spent a lot of time in Walmart DVD sections. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, <laughs> that's it. Bring it on in to win it. 07, 09, bring it on. Fight to the finish. Uh, then takes eight years off this franchise. Then bring it on. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. 2017 brings us. Bring it on worldwide cheer smack. <laughs> Good God. What? And I believe uh, the title technically is hashtag worldwide cheer smack. 
or ha or worldwide hashtag cheer smack. I felt like I was having a stroke. It's what was happening. I, felt I feel like, like whoever titled this had a stroke the entire time they wrote it. I felt I was like, this can't be the title. I really had to slow it down. And then allegedly, Caleb, this year, no, we are getting another bring it on film. Bring it on cheer or die. I mean, I guess. And when you ask me if we should get another bring it on film, do you know what I say? Yes, of course. Bring it on. Yeah. Of course. One one must. You simply Vivica must. A. Fox is in like the sixth Bring It On film? Who is? Vivica A. Fox. <laughs> sure. Who isn't sure. at this point? Yeah, fucking. Hey, Who isn't? Collect that check, Vivica A. Fox. You'll get no you'll get no guff from me. <laughs> Who does she play in Kill Bill? Black Mamba? I haven't or never Bla seen No, Black Kill Mamba Bill. is Uma Thurman. I've never seen Kill Bill, so I can't answer any of your questions about it. Well, it's okay. I simply can't Google another uh, uh, thing <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> you know, I podcast was going was... to watch Kill Bill, and do you know what dissuaded me? I'm uh... not kidding. The, the, the odds of this happening are so low. Um, okay. But can you guess what dissuaded me from watching Kill Bill? Was it the allegations of uh, abuse in stunts on yeah. Kill Bill? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, you know, I'm going to watch those movies. And, and then, then that like, news. The next fucking day, that news came mm. out. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch those movies. You know? Kind of dissuades me from watching the film. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh. Damn. No. <laughs> Horrible timing. Uh, and it's like, once you know that. Uh, the, good, the good news about um, Earth is that there's an abundance <laughs> of really good stuff. So yeah. if you find out something as problematic origins or problematic participants. You can um, not. You can, you can choose I to not don't engage. I watch Death on the Nile. I just get to watch Knives Out again. Damn. Just the most. <laughs> it's, just, on... it's just problematic. We, the movie. <laughs> we will. We will end this podcast at some point. But Death on the Nile. You could not. You could almost not intentionally conjure a <laughs> more problematic group of actors to be in your movie. Like, I mean, it's like someone said, who's who's we should only hire the most most talked about actors, which honestly, <laughs> 20 years ago gets you completely different results. That's true. Because That's true. now That's true. that list is people that you don't want. Most of the yeah. Time. What if we adapted the sound oof into a movie? Right. Like what? <laughs> what yeah. if Hercule Poirot, Gal Gadot. Hardy what if the hammer. price is right, you lost sound was a theme. <laughs> Army Hammer, Letitia Wright, Russell Brand. I mean, Gal, Gadot, like... Gal Gadot, of course. I mean, my God, Kenneth. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Like, what I if thought, you... What? I thought they could not top Johnny Depp being in the first film. And I was proven so wrong. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, I almost, out of desperation, like, saw Death on the Nile. I, like, looked at the options for what I could see. And I was like, oh, marry me. Well, that hasn't really gotten, like, decent reviews. Death on the Nile. Didn't like the first one. And look at that cast. Uncharted. No thanks. So I saw the Channing Tatum dog movie. Did you cry? It's good. 
Yeah, it's Channing it's fucking a, Tatum. <laughs> it's a well-made... It, Channing Tatum's auteur era, starring and co-directed by Channing Tatum. And, like, you you know every beat of it from, like, yeah. once you are introduced to the premise, but yeah. solidly executed, well done, really well shot. All right. Good job, right. Channing. Good right. job. Good yeah, job, it's fucking, it's fucking Channing Tatum. Like, I know. I knew that like I was... I, knew that I, I was like, oh, shit, maybe he's... Maybe he's good. The moment I saw, um, oh shit, Daniel Justin. Craig, him, uh, uh, Adam Driver. Uh, oh, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. I want to say Run Logan Run for some reason. A great Logan, Logan Lucky fucking ruled. I hit play a on it because I was like, it's Soderbergh. Film. It's a heist movie. He Done. is good at those. He so is good it. at does. He's and now made four really good heist movies. Yeah, right? I have watched no sudden moves yet. I want to. Oh, that one's really good. I wasn't even listing that, but it is good. It is fucking solid. That's him, that's him too, right? It is him, and he just dropped a new one on HBO Max, Kimmy, with Zoe Kravitz from The Batman. Solid. Yeah. Solid thriller. All right. My man Steven will fucking... He's, he, what I love about Soderbergh, he's we will on this podcast at some point. What I love about Soderbergh is he will just do the fucking thing. And he's not concerned as like, oh, I must make my masterpiece or, oh, I must set up, you know, another film. He's like, I'll do two movies a year for HBO Max and they'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they'll be be, great. They'll be good. Yeah. So so deal. Good shit for fun because that's what I do. I'll make I'll make good shit on an iPhone. Right, you know? sure. I make good I'll, shit on an iPhone. On an That's iPhone. That's so valid. I'll make High Flying Bird, starring Zazzy Beats, on an iPhone. I'll fucking do it. And it'll be good, and you'll watch it. He had an app yeah. for a minute that was Did all he? about, like, weird and interesting stories. I can't. Let me. I'm going to look up Steven Soderbergh app, because I downloaded it yeah. and never yeah. looked at it. I didn't know about that. Mosaic. Mosaic? Yeah, he had an app that was... Uh, it was in like an interactive series that okay. was based that let you like, yeah, it was fucking weird. The uh, the idea was like, all right, I'm all right, Steven. 2017, his latest project is a monumental effort. Effort destined. Sorry, I can't fucking read today. Designed to keep you glued to your phone. Uh, cool. That obviously didn't happen. Seven. The app contains a seven-plus-hour miniseries about a mysterious death, but because viewers have some agency over what order they watch it in and which characters' stories they follow, each scene and the point at which it should be introduced had to be meticulously planned so that no detail was revealed too late or too soon. The script for it is more than 500 pages long and was written after most of the story was laid out using all of those note cards. The Soderbergh and his team worked on it for years. Um, Mosaic, which is available today on iOS devices. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fuck are you saying to me? Dog, yeah. Steven? Steven? I just, I, I, again, like, a Craig, like, if there's anyone whose career I could earnestly emulate, it's, like, maybe Soderbergh, who's, like, I'll do whatever, I'll be the cinematographer, I'll direct Magic Mike, and then I'll just be the DP on Magic Mike 2, you know, like, whatever. Whatever, dude. I'll do it. Okay. Love it. Dude, Love the cast the cast he had wasn't bad either. I wonder what I wonder what it's rated uh, in terms of like probably like probably did not thought rated. of it. No, I meant what people thought of it. Oh, I see. What, Where would it, you even rate such a thing? <laughs> I don't know. The App Store. Uh, what is this? 
Uh, I think it's, it's on, on HBO like... now. Yeah, oh, Sharon Stone. Stone. Sharon Stone. Yeah, hey, Sharon right. Stone, Paul Rubens, Jennifer Farron, Garrett Hedlund, Bo Bridges, hey, right. Michael Cerverus, Devin Rattray. Steven? Good for you, Steven. I think you can watch it now. Like, I think you can just watch it through. Mm, but, I yeah, the, the way that it was designed, you were able to, yeah. like, interact with it. There it is. Well, you type in Mosaic to HBO Max, you get two results. One is, assumedly, this, the Steven Soderbergh project, and one is something called Stan Lee Presents Mosaic. And it appears to be some sort of cartoon. Huh. 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 Yeah, I downloaded uh, this app with wicked intention. Uh, to watch it, and I never fucking did. And, um, Oops. And then that didn't happen. Going down, Stanley presents Mosaic, Rising Star, and she's caught between an electrical storm. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Maggie Nelson is a student at the High School of Dramatic Arts and a rising star of the New York stage. But when she is caught between an electrical storm and a rune stone, Maggie discovers that she has the ability to shapeshift. Okay. Recommended. Stanley presents The Condor. Tony Valdez is a champion skateboarder, but when Tony's legs are destroyed in a beating, he uses experimental technology to walk again, now known as The Condor. Tony must reconcile a crime-fighting conscience with his rage for vengeance. You can watch these <laughs> on HBO Max right now. Alright, let's go. Let's go. Who wants to watch right, dumb Stan? superhero shit? Who wants to watch Stanley's non-Marvel superhero efforts? Yeah. Hey, apparently uh, Sean bet... Penn apparently Sean Penn is on his bullshit filming a documentary in Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine. Right now. yeah right yeah. now he was there before <laughs> he didn't like just fly over he was there yeah someone but someone one of the first comments on this was like he's gonna he's gonna bring down Putin like he brought down El Chapo <laughs> 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 uh, please don't uh but the, you know whatever it's wild whatever Sean Penn can't really stand by him as a guy uh, he was very good in Licorice Pizza. That's my review of Sean Penn. Is he good career. in Milk? I've seen yeah. Milk. <laughs> no, he is good in Milk. I have not he seen that movie. I was Mystic quoting River. The Late and Great. What? Uh, Mystic River. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm just listing Sean Penn films. Um, I don't know if I've seen a Sean Penn movie. It doesn't seem like... My guess would be no. I think I looked this up once. And I was like, he's a, na- a name and a face I recognize anywhere. I don't know if very, I've watched a single fucking thing he's in. Very big actor. But Wait, like, what's Mystic what would River? You, uh, it's the Clint Eastwood movie. Boy gets kidnapped um, when he's very young, and then they find him, and he's traumatized for life. And Sean Penn is like an adult, and his daughter gets kidnapped. Oh, Emmy Rossum's in it, though. Cute. Yeah, but she's like, that was a, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah. 2001. 2003, yeah. I don't know if I've seen, and, and I haven't seen Milk. Haven't seen Dead Man Walking. Haven't seen Twenty One Grams. Gangster Squad. Nope. Tree of Life. Oh, I'm Secret, guessing no. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I've definitely seen that. Hey, there you go. He's the photographer hey. in that. I love. Hey. I love that movie. That movie's stupid, and I love it. <laughs> Rock that's on. The, honestly, the score in that movie is what rules. That's that's the reason. Sure. Who did the score? Uh, it's it's all licensed music. <laughs> I didn't mean the score. Oh, the soundtrack. The, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. The soundtrack. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Um, sick. Sick. Cool. Oh, he's in a, he's in the the Falcon and the Snowman, which is um the uh, the prequel to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sorry. That was a joke, right? 
No, I can't tell fucking serious. <laughs> I can't fucking tell sometimes. I was no, like, I yeah, maybe Kevin Feige said the Falcon of the Snowman. I don't know. It, did, it does that. sound like it would be a prequel, doesn't it? Exactly. It's a yeah. good joke on your part. You fooled me. Uh, all right, we got to fucking end this podcast. Uh, any plugs? <laughs> we didn't even do the second episode, Kev. There's only one episode this time. I said it. Oh, okay. Well, I watched two episodes. <laughs> well, that, uh, you're you're boned up for next week. Yeah, I am. Anyway, uh, do I have any plugs? No, <laughs> not really. Okay. Um, no, the episode I did with Fauzi Mesmer, the vice president of editorial at Ubisoft, is up. Um, I will be recording the first week of more second week of March. Nice. Oh shit, the first week of March. So when this episode comes out, I will likely be recording. An episode with video game composer John Everest, who did the score for Battletech, um, and also Disintegration, and also uh, Solitaire Conspiracy. Uh, and then I'm currently talking to some people from an organization called Bright Gambit that's about supporting small, um, underprivileged developers, uh, helping them get like their startup money with like in grant form, not in loan form. Which is very cool. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you know, Nerdy Bitch show uh, every every Friday uh, an episode that comes out, and then and the the interview was on Bounty Board, right? That's correct. the The interview show is Bounty Board. Um, okay. And the the regular video game pop culture podcast is the Nerdy Bitch show, and also my buddy and I, uh, who used to be on the Nerdy Bitch show with us, um, are we started a, an MCU podcast called sure. the MC Dudes. Uh, and it's sure. a it's a video podcast, so that'll be on YouTube and TikTok and all that good shit. And I'll, of course, we'll have an audio version as well. Rock on, rock and yeah. roll. I'm making we'll a lot never of shit. Run out of content. Constantly. Hell yeah! Ew. For MC dudes, you will never run out of content. No, um, never ever. Fantastic. Uh, for me, uh, on this on this uh, podcast feed previous to this episode, you have heard uh, the first episode of Waiting for Laura, which is my uh podcast where i going through twin peaks uh for the first time uh that first episode was free next one will cost you uh patreon.com slash tv's kevin uh so you can hear all of that uh at whatever speed we can put those episodes out <laughs> i am not promising anything <laughs> currently uh but we are working on it trust me yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're doing that. you don't owe nobody nothing we're doing that. We're doing this. I'm filming shit, but if you know about filming shit, you know it takes just a very long time for any of that to ever be done. Um, so if you want me to do it faster, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Um, we'll be back next week with two episodes of Mythic Quest, one of which Daddy Host has already watched. Eh, it's all right. Uh, that is where your quote came from, and that does make sense to me now. And uh, now, now, now we're paying off that bit from an hour and 20 minutes ago. I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up. But yeah, the the, the joke I made um, makes no sense until next week. It's fine. It's all right. That's okay. That's a dad. I'm a dad. dad. My jokes don't make sense most of the time. That's a teaser. That's a preview. Everyone check that out. You got to come back for, uh, for the punch. Yeah. And we haven't said this for a long time, but you know, leave us those leave us those ratings and those reviews yeah. on uh, on yeah. your on your Spotify, on your Apple Podcasts, anywhere, anywhere, wherever you're listening to this. There is a way to give feedback in a positive way to this show, and if you are enjoying it, 
it's very easy to do just go boop yep and give us that nice review um and if you leave us uh something uh funny or interesting i'll read it i'll read it on the show whatever you want to say as long as it's not you know horrible (laughs) i will read it as long Um, as you're not a huge piece of shit as long as you're not a bigot at which point why are you here why are you... Yeah, how did you get this far? <laughs> how did you get this far? A bigot? If you, you're and if listening you just showed up, you can to, leave. You're you're listening to a podcast, this podcast, about that show, and you're a bigot? What happened? Yeah, how, did this, how did we get here? Explain it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Explain <laughs> how that happened. Um, and I will respond to it. I will respond to it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, anyway, until next time, enjoy your dark, quiet death. Perfect. <laughs> as a threat. Uh, and your corpse Wait. pile. My corpse pile. Hey, you want to come back to my place to see my corpse pile? This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.